0: 100.1 And there now, Jason, we have uh, Curtin University researchers working very hard at the moment. We have. They're, they're exploring the potential for artificial intelligence, AI, to transform healthcare. And it's part of Curtin's annual research rumble, which has been... Well, it was on from the 11th to the 15th of September, correct? Yep. Alex Jenkins is joining us now, WA Data Science Innovation Hub. Director, thank you for coming down the hill.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> is it a hill? <laughs> it's about a 50-metre 50, 50 walk that way.
0: Uphill, yeah. 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 uphill, yeah. Uphill. <laughs> yeah. This is that why you're sweating? Yeah. This is a Curtin University update because we'd love to speak to you people and find out all the work that Curtin University are doing. This is delving into AI for better health.
2: It is, and I guess if there's one area we need a bit of help, it is our health sector, isn't it? So, drastically short on everyone and everything to do with it. So, how does AI fit in with our health sector, Alex? Mm.
1: Yes, yeah, so it is really interesting. So AI is one of these technologies that stands to benefit every industry and sector, but of the, the two that are always talked about the most are education mm. and health. So there are multiple ways where we can see artificial intelligence technology um, benefit healthcare. And it, it starts really at the research side of things. So um, helping uh, researchers uh, discover drugs um, helping them model um, the interactions uh, between molecules and really understand that biochemistry. So there's uh, a AI there called AlphaFold, which I'm, I'm happy to talk about. Yep, is and that the protein folding. Yeah, that's protein folding. So um, to, to give you, I'll give you the example yes. there. So so protein folding is a way to understand how molecules. Fit together and how they look like in, in 3D, yep. the structure of the, um, of the proteins. So, the proteins are the building blocks of life. We're all full of trillions of them. And it's really important for researchers to understand how proteins interact. Um, and, and how they are shaped uh, to interact with other molecules and other proteins. Now, the shape of those proteins has been tried to be determined by computers for about 40 years now, and we've never been able to do it. It's been a, um, a, too hard to solve. Used to take a PhD researcher three years of, of uh, full time work to understand how a single protein. Was uh, how it was structured, but with AI now we can do that in about uh, about five minutes.
0: My gosh, yeah. <laughs> my gosh! The Three years we hear into about five this. minutes.
2: Three years into five minutes. <laughs> so what does that PhD researcher do now with his time? Well, <laughs> now that PhD researcher. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: spends much more of their time actually thinking about okay well what are the possible drug interactions that we can wow. we can use with this protein what you know what's the downstream applications so they don't have to do that groundwork of just knowing what the the yeah, molecule the base stuff. Like. So,
2: so that So the grunt work is taken away and That's they can it. do more uh, yeah. what what would be called a value-add type work. Yeah,
1: this is not a replacement for health researchers, absolutely not. Yeah. This will supercharge
2: the productivity of
1: the researchers. Alex,
0: mm-hmm. can I just get you to explain to us, which we're just starting to hear about this great work that AI can be involved in. Yeah. Okay, so for three years it took you to discover that particular information. Now you can do it in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's, when I talk about Google, we can get a limited amount of information from around the world collectively right so with ai now you put in the request for information and where do they get the answers to it which we've never been able to get before
2: right so these ai models does that make sense yeah it actually does yeah oh, so okay. we, so why how, how can an ai
0: yeah. bot
2: get in, get the information together in five minutes yeah so so what's
1: incredible about ai is ai has been Taught like a human, so when we when we say well what is an AI it's a, it's a large, very very large number of computer chips. So you think about your computer you've got at home, it's probably about twenty 000 to fifty thousand computers all connected together as working as a single um, a single computer, and what it does is that we we train it, we give it information. Um, so the best analogy is a human. So we give these AIs thousands of books to read, hundreds of thousands of books, millions of pages of text, billions. And it absorbs all of this knowledge. Now, in the case of the protein folding, it was to do... We, we fed it every single known molecule that we had from they the trained, scientific yeah, yeah. But, um, literature. And then we trained it um, to say, right, well, this is a valid protein and this, this is a valid protein structure and this one isn't. And, and it's like a... It is... Uh, The best analogy is like how a human learns, and that is why we are calling it artificial intelligence. And they can
0: work out the answer from the information that you've fed in, billions of bits of information.
1: So so what AI researchers are finding is that the more information that we provide these AIs, now that we've got this sort of basic algorithm that Ah. looks a bit like how the human brain processes information it's called a neural network and the more information that we feed in and the more computing power that we give these um uh, the ais that they are able to
2: start distilling um uh better and better answers yeah wow how far up the chain does it go like so when you when you want to go see a gp now you have to get sick in advance so you, prepare, you make your appointment three weeks and hope that you're sick then so <laughs> does it go right up the chain can can we Will it be able to diagnose us? Will it? Will it be like a GP without replacing them, or will it replace GPs at some point? That's the, yeah, that's a really great question. So, so we talked about the medical research, so that and and
1: uh, how it might be used for molecule identifying drug molecules. If we go a bit further up into actual medical practice and mm. clinical practice, I can see a huge number of applications. So, I'd like you to imagine a a GP. Imagine having a GP who hadn't just got 20 years' experience or 30 years' experience but had 10,000 years' experience.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay.
1: Yeah. So this is what we can do now. We can train yeah. a artificial right. intelligence based on not just, you know, a few hundred cases or a, f- or a lifetime worth of cases.
2: Every case. But every case. Yeah.
1: Every case. All around the world. All around the world. Now, oh. that is spectacular yeah. because imagine if your GP then has that to act as an assistant, yeah. to, to bounce ideas off, to say, hey, I think this is the diagnosis. And what's going to be really powerful is when you have those rarer disorders and diseases yeah, but and mm-hmm. that your GP may never have yes, seen. Yes,
2: yeah, or even been exposed to... Exactly.
1: The-
0: so exactly. so can I just imagine a, an appointment with a GP and you've got symptoms, right, uh-huh. and he may be a little bit not sure what it is at this yep. stage. So he will go in on his, to his computer yep. and find out what i think it might be put in the symptoms perhaps
1: yeah so so let's look at this let's look at what a doctor visit might look like so let's say you're going to your regular gp someone yeah. who's got access to your um medical Record. history yep. medical history so the way i see it working is that you come into the gp and perhaps you um you you sit down um in front of a um in a small private booth and you talk to a computer and the computer says, okay, what what appears to be the issue today?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: The computer would then, um, you know, listen to you, make a note of all of that and then integrate that into a summary of your medical history. So by the time you actually... So you you get out of this little booth. This is before you've seen the doctor. Mm. You go to the doctor and the doctor then gets a one-page summary of your medical history and your current symptoms. And so then the doctor might do an examination. Might um, The AI might even suggest, you know, some tests that can be run. And then the doctor would say, well, I think that this is the, uh, you know, potential issue that you're having at the moment and this is how we're going to treat it with this medication. And perhaps then enter that into the computing terminal and the AI would say, look, I concur. I think that that's a low risk and high chance of success. Um, and if this doesn't work, come back in two weeks and we'll try... You know, A, B or C. Does AI or the
0: doctor, sorry, d- d- prescribe the medication?
1: Yeah, so the key here yeah. is that the doctor is still making the decisions. Right. And the AI is just an a, like an assistant that yeah. works for the doctor. But okay. he'd check
0: with the AI, wouldn't he? I,
1: so I think it would make sense for the yeah. for a lot of these things to be checked with the AI. I mean, there might be... Let's say you've got an allergy and there's some subtle interaction between the drug that they prescribed and the allergy that mm. you might have. So that's something that the AI would would be able to inform the doctor about before, you know, you leave the doctor.
2: And you wouldn't be worried if you were a, an up-and-coming GP that you'd be out of a... Like, it seems that the helped. doctor's doctor's role in, in your description is very minor. The physical tests with blood pressure and things like that, which probably could be taken. So I did actually speak
1: to a very prominent doctor in Western Australia about this and, and uh, his answer was fantastic and he's not worried about it at all because he said that the primary uh, job of a doctor... Is really to understand the patient. Now, if I go into, a, the, into if I go into the doctor and I say that I'm, an, you know, anxious because I'm working too long at work. Now, it's the doctor's job then to really kind of probe that yeah, and investigate I, yeah. that. Now, I've kind of diagnosed myself in my head. But there might be some other reasons. Maybe, maybe you're you're talking to someone who's not revealing all of the information about their symptoms. Mm. Maybe you've got someone who's in an awkward family position, mm. or there's a religious reason why they might not be telling you the entire truth. And I I am certain that a large amount of a doctor's experience is understanding how to deal with people, yeah. and yeah. that is not what we're talking about being replaced here. We're talking about something that's really going to help them with you know, medical also. knowledge yeah. and you know that encyclopedic uh, knowledge. It, and uh, about medicine—that's changing all the time, as you know. New How drugs far away come out. is this? How far away? Well, okay. So I think with some variant of what we have with ChatGPT, we would start be able to do something like this very soon. I would say within the next—I think we could probably start experimenting with it now. It's not perfect, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say if we saw it um, in doctor surgery within five years. Oh, wow! That is great. That's
2: yeah. amazing, isn't that it? Is amazing. It's Australia. Uh, up to speed with the rest of the world on this type of technology in me- within medicine or is it a little way behind
1: look so it, you know western australia and australia has a opportunity you know we have a strong biomedical research um themes and um centers in in wa and across australia um there is an opportunity to do something in ai with this technology now so i think you know sort of everyone around the world is at a at the starting point yes, of the race yeah. at the moment yep. so I would encourage government I would encourage industry to really jump on this uh, because this is an area where we can distinguish ourselves and if we do this right then patient outcomes will improve and we actually spend less money on health
0: early diagnosis and if everyone works together around the world on this we could only be beneficial surely
1: absolutely so you know if someone builds a medical model in the united states it's still going to be valid we're all people we we all suffer from the same
2: afflictions that's exactly right
0: you know heart conditions cancers Mm. um parkinson's disease all these terrible crippling things that people live with and try to get on with life and there may be a way that they can find out what causes a lot of these things Uh,
1: yeah and look you know already with ChatGPT, there was a couple of stories uh where someone took his dog to the vet uh the dog was anemic really unwell um the doctor prescribed um a particular treatment and the treatment didn't work the dog got worse Went back again. They um, took more tests, made another diagnosis. Still no improvement. And this guy ended up entering the symptoms into ChatGPT no. with Gosh. the blood test results, yeah. and ChatGPT was able to say, "Well, it's one of three things." And sure enough, the third thing that hadn't been <laughs> so um, hadn't Amazing. been looked at was uh, was what made the dog better. So, you know. The glimmers of the technology are there. It's not always a hundred percent right yet, so a lot of the research is focused on making these models more reliable. Yes, uh, because it's no good having a doctor who's a genius only forty
0: percent of the time. Yeah. You know, that's uh, but we no could good. become our own doctor if we're not careful. I mean, Doctor Google has been something All that, that we've already questioned about. But oh, if we had anxiety, our symptoms and brought them in, where as long as you know it comes back from AI, that's well, I
1: okay. mean, I think is Doctor Google yeah. a benefit? I think that's no. the one where if you sneeze, it turns out you've that's got right. cancer. But yeah. well, that's
0: what I'm saying. That was wrong. So if AI get it right, that would be great. But we might become our own doctors, but and, and,
2: ab- and what about so that is a, That's a question. But what about what a, a doctor certainly, if they were to consult with their AI assistant, and they could almost never disagree with that, no. whatever. Because because if you do and something bad, the outcome's bad. Mm. Surely it's recorded, and it's and, and so the, a patient could say, "Well, you consulted. You were told an answer. If, you've." gone away from the answer you were given. So so now I'm mad. It's
1: quite interesting.
2: So when you give
1: experts a system like this, they will eventually learn to rely on it Mm. like uh, regardless of their own level of expertise it is that you know if you you, yeah yeah. even if the system isn't foolproof so there are a number of ways that we can guard against that yeah Yeah. i mean we can have multiple ais that work as almost a committee so you know in medicine if you have a very difficult case it's not just looked at by one No, you consult with others don't you you? Consult. that's very true now we can consult with multiple ais we can consult with multiple doctors my hope is that this technology allows doctors
2: to treat more patients more quickly, more accurately. Oh, brilliant! That I can say is a massive advantage. Oh, without in, in Being don't. able to get to a doctor, get yeah. a quicker outcome, and, yeah. and and get out of the system, so that yeah. someone else have get their Get few t- things under control. Have their turn. What? So are we out of time? No,
0: no, we've got nothing. Because this is really interesting. So,
2: if you, an AI will read. A billion pages of uh, medical research. <laughs> so, why do we? Why would you then have to consult with three? If all three AIs read the same, won't they come up with the same outcome? It's it's so interesting. Um, it's, so that's like asking, well, why would you consult with three
1: doctors? Because won't all three doctors, but they haven't read all the same billion pages. And that's right. And yeah. so, what's really interesting is um, that there's a very subtle art and science into how we train these AIs. Just as just as the question is, well, why don't we? get all children to read everything in the encyclopedia from a to z Mm. and they don't all read the same thing Mm. now we might end up um, training our ais uh, with very similar um, data sets all of the scientific literature but there might be ways that the ai acts or interprets the information um, that will be slightly different and lead to a potentially different outcome so you know this research is ongoing and we're finding that one ai might respond to a To a question slightly differently in the same way a person does. But it's
0: getting to a very good positive point. More so than just oh, a no, doctor trying to work it oh. out. Can you tell me what happened at the Research Rumble? Yeah, so everybody? the Research
1: Rumble was fantastic. So uh, the Research Rumble for us was a ability to showcase some of the research that's happening in artificial intelligence as it relates to healthcare. Oh. And there's a lot of focus within Curtin on ensuring that we can do these techniques in a privacy-preserving way. Because as more and more of our data um, is is stored online, uh, and would be accessible, for instance, to an artificial intelligence. We need to be we need to ensure that this is done yeah. in such a way uh, that people's privacy is uh, respected. Very
0: important, absolutely. Yeah. Isn't it exciting? Oh, I listen? think
2: I think it's amazing, and especially yeah. in healthcare where we do mm. struggle. Don't we? Because we there have
0: there have been people that have been misdiagnosed. You know, oh, yes, with all the good intention yes. by the doctors and the medical teams. Yeah, mistakes happen. This is just yeah. Well, there are fabulous. people that don't
2: get in to see a doctor in time. There are people that yeah. don't get in to see the, the specialists that they yeah. need in time. All and they're, they're, the waiting lists are massive. So yeah. anything that this can help. This
0: will speed it up too, won't it? Yeah,
2: look.
1: It. But, you know, it's also the admin side of things. I mean, I can see these artificial intelligence being used to schedule appointments. You know, yep. just think about yeah. the, the running of a doctor's office and it can be quite complex. Yeah, even
2: the doctor's notes. Hands You can't read a doctor's <laughs> writing. This, <laughs> they this don't want just us to automatically read automatically come up with the notes and that it may the not even happen with a saved. written
0: prescription anymore. It might be something that they go straight to, to the chemist and whatever. Uh, well,
1: I mean, I'll yes. tell you that the AMA had to release a, a, a statement to doctors telling them not to use ChatGPT to write, write <laughs> up patient notes. <laughs> oh, now, this happened a few okay. months ago, and so it, in one sense, that's obviously not a good thing because it means that patients' private information is, is going onto a website. But they weren't doing this for any particular reason other than that it was useful. ChatGPT yes, exactly right. was very useful for them to
0: take their notes hmm. and turn
2: it into a full When they report. get
0: the, the privacy thing worked out, yes. that'll be yes. absolutely... It's just going to be so streamlined, everything. And we're
2: right... Oh, Alex will correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the start. It is. Yes. We're not at the end of this. This is no, It is. We're right at the start. It's like... I, yeah. I, don't, I can't even... I don't even know what it uh, compares it's a, to. It's
0: like the start of a car being invented. Yes. It's,
2: <laughs> a, it's the
1: start... It's as big a bigger <laughs> transition, I think, as the invention mm. of computing itself. Yes. That's You're the right.
0: transition. That, that is, that's good, it's that's happened pretty darn quickly. It's happened pretty quickly. It's it been does. amazing. It's amazing. Isn't? It's Wonderful exciting. to meet you, Alex. Thanks I, I so think much, Jason me. would love you to come down more often. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: whenever you like. Well, <laughs> like <laughs> I said, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm 50 metres away. So. Well,
0: do it. You have to keep, keep us, up, <laughs> keep to us up to date. Keep us up to date. Seriously, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So, Curtin University updates. So, well, that's what we want. We'd love to uh, have ch- a chat with you again. Thank you, Alice. Thank uh, you, Alex Jenkins, WA Data Service Innovation Hub Director.